Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. With me is not the blonde bombshell. Unfortunately, her mom passed away, so she is having the night off. I'm such a good guy. But anyway... Uh, joining me is someone who I've known for a long time, and uh, he's probably one of the wickedest, smartest guys I know. And he is the lighthouse historian and van operator, uh, van tour <laughs> operator of uh, lighthouses, and uh, Mr. Jeremy Dontremont. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Hey. Good. And before I go any further, you you do lighthouse tours, correct? Indeed, I do. And you have a website where people can check this out? Yes. Well, since you ask, yeah. Uh, I have a website for my tours is uh, www.newenglandlighthousetours.com. And I'll and, tell you. And, and Jeremy, just, yeah. you know, so people know they say lighthouse tours, they, you know, it doesn't necessarily ring a bell to them. What, what exactly are they? Again, they're, they're minivan tours, so it's very personalized. They only take up to five people at a time. And these are based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And I usually do I do some all-day tours and some half-day tours. The all-day tours go to, like, seven lighthouses. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I try not to overwhelm people with information, but I tell them stories about, you know, life at the lighthouses and uh, some history. And uh, it's just a, it's a fun day. And... Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, I get people from all over the country who, uh, you know, always, often tell me it's the highlight of their vacation. And uh, it's, it's, it's my ninth year giving these tours, and uh, I really enjoy it. But I just want to stress that they're minivan tours. They're not boat tours. People, even though I, on my website, I say repeatedly they're, they're minivan tours, people think they're going to lighthouses, so they think it's got to be by boat. Really? <laughs> it's not. Yeah, people often get that idea, and some people don't like going on boats. So I just want to stress that it's their their van tours rather than uh, boat tours. Not that I have anything against boats. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they what, what lighthouses do do you visit, and do you, do they get to go into the lighthouses? They get to go in a lighthouse you and I know very well, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse mm-hmm. near Portsmouth in Newcastle, New Hampshire, and oh, some of the money from all the tours later. goes to the to our uh, organization, Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they get to go to the top of that lighthouse. That's kind of the climax of the all-day tour. Actually, both tours, we go there on the half-day tours, too. And uh, we also, on the full-day tours, go up to the Portland area, Portland, Maine, to uh, Portland Headlight, which is a very spectacular lighthouse, which you, I know you've been to on a haunted bus tour we did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, also... Um, the so-called uh, two lights in Cape Elizabeth and Portland Breakwater Light and Spring Point Ledge Light and the Nubble Light in York, Maine, which is a, a really popular one, one of the prettiest lighthouses around. Isn't it like and, one of uh, the most photo- photographed one? Um, it's neck and neck, I'd say, between Portland Headlight and the Nubble 
light for yeah. the most photographed. They both, I think they both claim it. <laughs> people, <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> you know, people argue about that, but I'd say both of them are photographed by or and vis- visited and and photographed by by most by um, more than a million people a year. Mm-hmm. So very very popular places, and they're both perfect. I just think Portland Headlight and the Double Light are the the perfect postcards of uh, of a lighthouse. You know, just well, perfect almost picture. Almost as nice as uh, Portsmouth, but you know. almost, yeah, not quite. <laughs> Uh, so they get you as a tour guide. And, they do. Yep. And for those who don't know, Jeremy is actually the rock star of uh, Lighthouses. Uh, he's uh-huh. written about 6,000 books on Lighthouses. Uh, about a dozen going on 6,000. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so you mm-hmm. you are the tour guide. You get to check out all these cool lighthouses. You know all the stories behind them. And, you know, if people are interested, you, you, there are any ghost stories, you bring those up as well, don't you? Absolutely. I often, uh, you know, bring up the topic and I tell people, if you're into ghost stories at all, I can, I can share some with you. And some of them are personal stories. Some of them are things you and I have experienced together, you know, investigations and so forth. Um, and, uh, there's no end to those stories, of course, as you, as you know. It's interesting. Uh, John in the, in the chat room says, uh, uh, too bad there are no tours to the London Ledge Lighthouse in uh, Connecticut. Uh, um, there are. I don't. I don't give them. But there mm-hmm. are tours there, and uh, uh, an organization called uh, Project Oceanology mm-hmm. gives tours to that lighthouse out of Groton, Connecticut, and it's a boat tour and a short boat. You know, short boat ride out to the lighthouse, and then you get a guided tour of the lighthouse, and it's it's a great place to visit. And, um, and can you believe that was almost I, 10 years? Uh, Sorry. Had yeah, the opportunity been, to stay overnight there. Yeah, yeah, almost 10 years ago, if you can believe it. It's hard to believe wow. it was that long ago. I think it was 06. But, um, yeah, what an it, amazing yeah, place. Yeah, it won an Emmy in 2007, the show that we were on. Yeah, on uh, the American Builder series. Yeah. Halloween special, as I recall. Yeah. But um, New London Ledge Light is it's one of my favorite lighthouses. It's an incredible building, you know, architecturally. Since you and I were there, Ron, they fixed it up a lot. The uh, group that takes care of it, the New London Ledge Lighthouse Foundation, they've kind of made it into a museum inside. So it's, it was a little little rundown when we were there, but it's it's, uh, it's very much fixed up. I was actually going to ask you about that, too, so and, they have fixed it up. Yeah. Huh? It's uh, actually good that you brought that up, because I just got an interesting email, like yesterday, to do with that. And Todd Gipstein, who is the... Uh, chairman or president, I'm not sure of the correct title, of the New uh, London Ledge Lighthouse Foundation. Uh, is also a, he's, a, he's a fantastic photographer, but he's also an author. He wrote a previous novel about another lighthouse near there called Race Rock, but he just, he's got a new novel just coming out about the ghost of New London Ledge Light. Really? Yeah, and if you give me a few seconds, I'll find the title. But um, it's, just, just, it's either just come out or it's just about to come out. And it involves uh, investigators, paranormal investigators at the lighthouse. Which left us out, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's fiction, you know, it's, it's a fictional story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, let's see here. Keep talking, and I'll find the uh, the exact information for yeah, you. Yeah, for those who don't know what we're talking about, in, uh, a little bit, in 2006, uh, we were contacted by... American Builder, which was a uh, construction show on uh, CNN uh, or cable news, whatever it is. I don't know, some channel. And uh, 
they asked us to do a Halloween special with them, and uh, we took one of their construction workers, Jimmy, and they left us off at the White House by boat and went away. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, the story is about the tale that we had there, uh, our adventures. And uh, it, it actually won an Emmy in 2007, the Mid-Atlantic Emmy, for Best Special. So it was, it was pretty cool. And it was an interesting night, too. Uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of people that, uh, you know, there was the construct, the uh, production crew and everything. It wasn't uh, sure it was going to happen and everything. And we had some interesting things happening there. So it was, it was Yeah, we sure night. did. Yeah. I, I really liked the, you know, the bottom line of that whole investigation was that um, uh, Maureen Wood, who was part of the group that night, the mm-hmm. uh, medium, um, felt that the the usual ghost story that people tell of that lighthouse, she she felt that that was uh, not quite right. Uh, usually, people talk about a keeper who haunts Ernie. the place. They say Ernie he dove to his keeper. death. You know, a keeper named Ernie that he committed suicide after his wife ran away with the captain of a local ferry. But um, Maureen felt very strongly that it was actually a construction worker who died out there, who was involved in working on the lighthouse, and then he fell to his death after he was locked out by his co-workers on the roof. And uh, she actually kind of relived some of what he went through, you know. Yeah, that's the thing about it. You know, you say, well, Maureen felt it wasn't kind of like – she just said, "Oh, I, I, I don't think the story's right." She right. actually relived it, which was was right. interesting. I mean, uh, for those who don't know, Maureen Wood, who is my co-author for Ghost Chronicles and uh, Ghost Today, uh, she's also a trans medium, and that's where the spirit actually, uh, you know, comes into her body and uses her body. And it was, it was, uh, you know. It, an interesting night. In fact, we are doing Ghost Chronicles, uh, the second book uh, in the series, and uh, we're doing the one in Ledge Lighthouse is one of the, the ones we were just writing on. Uh, Good. So it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was an interesting night. So did yeah. you come up with the uh, what he says about? I his did. Movie? Yeah. If okay. people are interested in the the new novel that concerns the ghost of New London Ledge Light, they can go to. Uh, Todd Gipstein's website, which is www.gipstein, which is G-I-P-S-T-E-I-N dot com. So again, G-I-P-S-T-E-I-N dot com, Gipstein dot com. And the book is on there. It's called, um, the name of the new novel is In the Shadow of the Light, and it says A Psychological Thriller by Todd Gipstein. And uh, the description says, a paranormal investigator spends the night on Ledge Lighthouse and goes mad. <laughs> so it is based on you. <laughs> uh, years later, a writer discovers his field kit and decides to unravel the mystery of what really happened. Did the investigator encounter the ghost of Ernie, who legend says haunts the light? Or did he succumb to the fear created by demons of his own design? Etc. So, sounds good. Sounds scary. Yeah. Maybe a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be a movie eventually. There, there has been uh, movies like that. Um, yeah, the, you know, uh, um, I don't know if you want to. You just made me think of something. I, I, I know you want to talk about my trip to the West Coast that I just did. Yeah, and what oh, you just said time, reminds so. me of a story that happened to me while well, I was just on the West Coast just a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, there's a lighthouse in California called uh, Point Reyes, R E Y E S, north of San Francisco, and. Um, it's pretty pretty well known lighthouse and a great one to visit. Although it, it, it requires walking down 300 steps to 
get to the lighthouse and then you have to walk back up those 300 steps again. But anyway, while I was there, you know, I got some some good pictures. It was nice and clear. And as I started walking up the stairs, the fog came in. I, I never saw fog roll in so fast. I mean, you could it was like low clouds just coming in in front of the lighthouse. And by the time I was halfway up the stairs, you couldn't see the lighthouse anymore. Oh, wow. Um, and that lighthouse was the scene of the movie The Fog. That's where the movie was shot. Oh, I remember really? the the old, the horror movie uh, The Fog, yeah. where yeah, um, Adrienne Barbeau, actually, the actress, had a, a radio time. station in the lighthouse in the movie. Yep, that was the lighthouse where they shot Point Reyes. Oh, so wow. it was kind of cool that I saw fog come in like that while I was there. I didn't see any ghost pirates like there were in the movie, though. Uh, Ceiling Cat in the Pararex chat room says they used that lighthouse and uh, play me Misty too. Oh yeah, play Misty for me. Play Misty so, for me, yeah. Cool. Yeah, huh. she actually mentioned uh, the the fog and that play me misty. So we got some pretty smart listeners out there, evidently. I guess we do. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think of the fog? Speaking about the fog, the movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not even sure I've ever watched it all the way through. There are plenty yeah. of horror movies I like better. <laughs> Maybe I need to try watching it again. They did a remake of it not too long ago. I didn't see that either. So, so which one was the fog? Was that the one with the the sailors coming out of the sea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then there was it? another one too. I can't remember that one though. That was uh, it was a fog that came in and they had opened up a dimension to another. It was a Stephen uh, King novel. They had opened a dimension to all these the Stephen creatures. King thing, the mist. The mist. So the strange creatures was? were coming out of the mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of did too. Of course, the guy. Kill all his family after he got rescued. I mean, yeah. just oh, you're giving rescued. away the ending. Spo- said spoiler alert. Oh, uh, <laughs> too late. We'll blip, we'll blip that out. Yeah. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, actually, you know, and what Nate uh, Nate actually works in the movie theater, so he gets to see a lot of the cool movies. So uh-huh. he's a bit of a critic on it. So <laughs> well, I love movies. Just saw the Mad Max movie the other day. That was pretty good. Ron just uh, sorry too. He said they did a, an excellent job on it. Uh, you know, it's it's you know typical mayhem. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. I mean, nonstop it's, mayhem for every yeah, every second nothing, for two nothing hours. Nothing cerebral about it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Which is why I liked it. Oh, Stephen Scott says is the Carpenters the fog being discussed. Mm-hmm. Was that Carpenter? Did King write that or, or did? Uh, Stephen King had nothing to do with that. It was a John Carpenter. Film movie. totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was wondering. John Carpenter, he wrote a lot of his them, name, so. yeah. yeah. He was married to Adrienne Barbeau, the star of that. Oh, see another piece of trivia. You get it all right here. <laughs> Who played Maud's the... daughter? If you remember on the old show Maud. <laughs> oh God, do you remember? Um, there was also one that just came out with uh, I think it was the Cap- Capricorn, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, the island, something island, Slayton Island. Uh, Shutter Island. Uh, Shutter Island. Island DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. And your, what's your opinion on Shutter Island? Um, I wasn't wild about it. I, I'm a big fan of Martin Scorsese, the director, and DiCaprio mm-hmm. is good, but I um, thought the movie could have been better. But um, what was interesting about that um, was that they built a lighthouse for the movie. The lighthouse that's on the movie was fake. Um, they built it. They shot some of the movie in Boston Harbor on an uh, island called uh, Pettix Island. Yeah. There's a really neat old fort. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot some of it up in like Acadia National Park. But um, like a woman called me who was a uh, location uh, scout for the movie. Mm-hmm. 
before they made it. She called me trying to find a good island with a lighthouse on it where they could film. And I made some suggestions. They didn't listen to me at all. They built their own lighthouse instead. But there really aren't that many places where a film crew could get permission to, you know, spend a lot of time and shoot a movie on an island with a lighthouse, you know. I think they thought that that was going to be easier than it really is. Well, you know what? I bet you they could have done that at um, Rose Island because that would be an ideal island as well. They wanted something really deserted. I mean, that's too, I think, close to civilization. Yeah, that's the only bad thing, but that's what they have green screens for. (laughs) <laughs> right, that's true. Very true. They can do anything now. The whole green screen in the background. I mean, the island itself is is cool because there's nobody else on the island. In yeah. fact, uh, uh, the same with Wood Island. Wood Island is very deserted as well. Yeah, they wanted something in Massachusetts, though. They were they were determined to shoot in Massachusetts. That's the thing. Oh, you know what? Um, uh, tax credits. I suggested uh, Thatcher Island off Rockport, the twin lights. Oh but, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. talked to them, but it didn't didn't quite work out. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but that that was uh, yeah. Lighthouses uh, are interesting. They they do show up in a lot of different movies and uh, some good and some not so good. There was yeah. one uh, recently on uh, not recently, but there was another one on the Cape about a lighthouse keeper. Um, uh, the movie uh, uh, with um, uh, Richard Dreyfus as the keeper. Yep. Yeah. Again, not my favorite. <laughs> but I like Richard Dreyfuss, but uh, and I like the idea of it. But oh, you know what's coming um, is a movie that I'm really looking forward to, based on a best-selling book called The Light Between Oceans, which I just read during my my trip. I finally got around to reading it on the mostly on the plane on the way out to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent novel about a lighthouse keeper in Australia and his wife and um, a baby. They there's a, sh- a, sh- a baby comes ashore in a boat with a dead man. And they adopt the baby, not knowing oh, cool. you know where it came from. And it turns was, out the mother is alive. And was it Damien? Um, anyway, what's that? Was it Damien? Is it Damien? 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 You mean like in the Omen? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to give it all away. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, the movies movies coming this year, and it looks really good. So that's what I'm looking okay. forward to. You know, that's that's the thing. A lot of people don't think about uh, Lighthouse. And I, I, I do want to talk about your West Coast trip and, and some of the places you, you, you were lucky enough to visit. But, you know, a lot of people don't think about lighthouses other than the United States. Like, you know, this is where lighthouses grew up or something. But it's they're everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. throughout Anywhere the world. there's ocean and sometimes rivers and lakes as well, but mainly ocean. But, you know, they're all over the world. There's thousands in Asia, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing, and they vary in shape, size, and colors too. I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's um, and by my count, and I haven't counted every single one, but there's somewhere around uh, fifteen thousand lighthouses in the world. I would say. Really? Yeah. You counted them? Well, I I used to uh, maintain a database. Uh, it's called the Lighthouse Explorer database. It's still online. If you go to um on the Lighthouse Digest website, so like lhdigest.com. That part of that site is uh, Lighthouse Explorer database, and has uh, I entered about ten thousand lighthouses in it mm-hmm. in nine years that I I worked on it. Wow! Um, but I knew there were a lot more. I figured there were at least a, a few more thousand, you know, that I hadn't entered. Mostly in Asia because it's really hard to find information about those lighthouses. Right. Yeah, at least in English. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because uh, I, I know I, I'm working on uh, getting uh, some of the lighthouses declassified into sea lamps. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
we'll cut down the number over there. Uh-huh. Uh, Good luck with what, that. Yeah, what I'm talking about sea lamps is is tiny lighthouses. Right. Yeah. Like if people uh, know the like uh, bug light. <laughs> bug light in Portland. Yeah. Right. right. What was it about? I can't remember how many years ago we had David Wells from the UK. Yeah. Over here from uh, Most and, Haunted. Yep, from Most Haunted. We did a uh, a bus tour, which was. Mm-hmm. A blast, and we went to different lighthouses. And I remember uh, Maureen was with us as well, and um, I forget who else. Oh, Gavin Cromwell, I think it was. Yeah, was and um, Fiona Broom, who's an author Fiona. and sensitive from Port- Portsmouth. And yeah, that was a real interesting day. It was. It was actually one of the more enjoyable things that we've done together, I thought. But anyways, uh, it was so funny because they went to all the different lighthouses, gave their impressions of anything else. And then uh, they all went to we went to Bug Light, which is this tiny lighthouse. It's one floor, basically. Well, I guess it's two floors. About 20 feet tall. <laughs> you go up like six stairs or something. And yeah. So the, they all climbed up into the light and they stood there and they all looked at each other one. And I looked at them. I said, I got this. It's just it's not haunted. <laughs> they just fly. It was so funny because of the lighthouses we visited that day, that was the only one I had not heard any stories for, and they all agreed that there was nothing going on there. Yeah, it was just so funny. It was so, such a small uh, small lighthouse. There's no room for any ghosts in there. Yeah, I small. think that's the problem. I think that, that is the problem with it. Yeah. But, uh, but it was, uh, what, I thought it was really cool what happened at Portland Headlight that day. Uh, Portland, okay. First, uh, David Wells and Gavin Cromwell both felt that there was. They both felt that there were spirits in the basement. They were allowed to go into the basement of the keeper's house. There, they thought there were spirits that related to some kind of shipwreck, like maybe shipwreck victims who were mm-hmm. brought in there. And they both felt that there was a little girl spirit. Remember, they said she was running around in the house and laughing, and she was very happy. Yeah, which was know. interesting because the usual story there is that there's a little boy ghost in the house, but they mm-hmm. felt there was a little girl. And then what happened with Maureen in the in the house, which is now a museum, that was really interesting, where she started to actually feel sort of sympathy pains or something. She said there's a, a, a presence of a an old man who was a keeper, and she said this man had heart trouble. And uh, I remember she said out loud I, uh, I, that she was feeling chest pains. And the, mm-hmm. a woman at the, the counter, you know, like at the desk at the uh, museum started to say, I'm calling 911, and we had to tell her, no, please don't. She's, she's <laughs> really? okay. I did not know that. You don't remember that? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Um, we had to explain <laughs> that that's what, what Maureen does. But um, And then uh, she was, Maureen was really quite emotional. And uh, if you remember, she was, like, crying a bit and saying, uh, this guy, uh, I hear him saying, I gave my life to the light. I gave my life to the light. And what was interesting is that we were right next to this big cutout photograph of one of the longtime keepers at Portland Headlight, oh, wow. uh, Joseph Strout, who lived like 60 years of his life at that lighthouse. So good chance that that's who she was talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we've actually got a couple of questions. So the first one, and I'm actually not going to ask you. Well, I could ask you, but I'm kind of going to direct it at Stephen Scott in the, in the chat room, too, because Stephen Scott is from Scotland. But uh and Kef in the Pararex chat room says, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, how come I never hear of any haunted Scottish lighthouses? Have you? Do you know any Scot- haunted Scottish lighthouses, uh, Jeremy? Not Austin, off the Scott. top of my head. How about you, Stephen Scott? You know any haunted uh, uh, Scottish lighthouses? So we'll put that out there and see what he says in the, the chat room. But um, the other one is, is Jer- Jer- uh, John from the uh, para- uh, the uh, Tojanet chat room asks, uh, 
can we investigate a lighthouse overnight? Uh, and, and you and I have done that several times. And uh, we are, we've done uh, investigations, nighttime investigations at uh, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. And uh, also we um, uh, also did one at Wood Island, too. So a couple of them mm-hmm. at Wood Island. So. And yes, uh, Rose Island. Awesome. And- yep. Goat Island. Oh, Rose Island, too. I forgot about Rose Island, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Goat Island and Kennebunkport and um, yeah. and uh, Borden Flats and uh, Fall River, Mass. And the London right. Ledge, of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as far as joining, I mean, I know that Rose Island, you can uh, definitely rent the room there, and they're open to right. paranormal investigations. Yeah. Well, I think um, Rose Island occasionally has a paranormal-related event or, or I don't know. I, I would suggest to John that he actually contact the Rose Island Lighthouse Foundation. He might be able to get in on an investigation there. Because um, I know Dave McCurdy, the director of you and I know, Ron, mm-hmm. is, you know, into these things himself. And uh, like he's sometimes involved in investigations. So I would suggest that John contact him. And uh, You know, I can't promise anything, but I think there's a good chance he'd be able to get in on something there. Yeah. So go to roseislandlighthouse.org, John. And... Uh, you can find the contact info on there. I think there may be a haunted Scottish lighthouse, by the way. I, I'm sure there are, because just about. Well, I just as you were, we were talking about it, I was thinking about the famous. There's a famous story about the Flannan Isles lighthouse in Scotland, really? where in the Outer uh, Hebrides, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. um, where uh, three keepers disappeared mysteriously in 1900. You've probably heard about this. It's pretty famous. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nobody to this day, nobody knows what happened. All of a sudden, you know, the, the, uh, somebody checked out the the lighthouse, the station, and there was nobody there. There were there were three keepers there, and they were just nobody gone. was home. Huh? And there was no sign of anything being disturbed or anything, and nobody ever found you know any trace of, of what happened to them. Sort of like the best, Mary Celeste thing. Kinda. The best guess anybody had was that like a rogue wave swept them off the the bluff where the lighthouse mm-hmm. is. But um, anyway, there are, I believe that there are ghost stories attached to that, that people have experienced things there. Anyways, we got to take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about your West Coast Coast trip and also uh, some cool events we have coming up as well uh, at the Lighthouse. So there you go. Uh, You're listening to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation with Ron Kolick and Ann Carrigan and Spirit. And we'll be our special guest, Jeremy Donchman, will be right and we're also broadcasting on Pararex and TojiNet and wherever else we are. We'll be right back with following messages. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now... Thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. 
I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Okay, since the blonde bombshell is not bringing us back, it looks like I will have to. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron Kolick, and our special guest today is Jeremy Dontremont. And I actually say your name right now, which is... Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, anyways, we're on uh, Tojanet, Pararex, and uh, tune in wherever else uh, fine ghost shows are listed. Uh, Seal and Kef in the Pararex chat room says, we need a haunted lighthouse... Europe book, so maybe that'll be the next <laughs> one. <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, oh, before we do, I see that Stephen Scott put a a whole dissertation there about the Lantern Isles. Yes, about the lighthouse keepers. Yeah, it's really an amazing, it's a very interesting story, and I just uh, I just posted that one of the theories that people have put forth is that the keepers were abducted by aliens. You know, <laughs> lacking a Lacking any explanation, there's you know all kinds of ideas about it. Mexican aliens, or why are there lots of Mexican aliens in Scotland? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Aliens, illegal aliens. Well, maybe oh, I, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so they're probably Irishmen. That uh, could be. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, so uh, and, and talk about. I mean, in my book, goes today. I actually talk about a lot of different lighthouses. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like it's all lighthouse book, but there are, there are several stories in it about ghosts and lighthouses from around the world, including Australia and the UK. And uh, where else did I have one of those? I'm trying to think offhand. Oh, Canada as well, uh, which was an interesting one. And you actually gave me that lead story, which is a, a kind of cool one before we talked to you about your West, West Coast mm-hmm. trip was – you told me about the ghost of uh, Lloyd Nelson. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That is, a, is... an interesting one uh, in Nova Scotia. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to remember all the details off the top of my head. It's been a while since I talked about that one. But um, the lighthouse, I'm trying to think of the official name of it. Um, mm, I can't quite think of it. That's but, okay. um, I know I anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, I believe it's a defunct lighthouse. I don't think there's a, a light in it anymore. And I, I, if I remember right, it's on private property. Mm-hmm. But um, the story goes that – let's see if I can remember this now. Maybe I, I think I'll need your help because you wrote about okay. this, right? But, yeah. um, uh, was it a keeper who was actually uh, served with Lord Nelson? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. According to the legend, is that Lloyd Nelson is even though he's buried uh, 
in England, his ghost haunts this lighthouse. And, and the reason mm -hmm. why is the lighthouse keeper was his uh, navigator on the ship. What was the ship that got that he died on. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. I actually wrote an article about this, and I'm just finding it online. Um, I wrote an article for Lighthouse Digest back in 2003, and let me... Yeah, you gave me, actually gave me the lead to that. For, yeah. Um, the ghost is supposed to be Lord Horatio Nelson, the British Admiral. Turns out yeah. that Ivan Kent, the, who um, later owned the property that his grandfather <clears throat> had sailed with Nelson as his navigator and was killed at the, the uh, when Nelson was killed at the Battle of Trafalgar. Trafalgar, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, and so this it was surmised that the uh, the ghost followed when the navigator uh, would, uh, moved to Nova Scotia <laughs> across the ocean that the ghost came with him. Because mm -hmm. it's better than staying in some grave in the... <laughs> In the UK, evidently, but uh, we we actually have that was an interesting story. But Stephen Scott has a question for you in the chat, so I'm going to let you read it because you read better than I do. Uh, can you see it there, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Can you ask Jeremy theoretically, as a lighthouse was designed to save the living from the afterlife? Does he feel that perhaps lighthouses are a natural place for spiritual activity? <clears throat> Excuse me, perhaps." The light serving as a bridge between worlds. Ooh, that's a thought. Well, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> maybe. Um, and there's a lot of theories. Uh, you know, a lot of lighthouses seem to have activity of this type going on, and I know, you know, different people have different ideas about it. Um, you know, the bottom line mm -hmm. is I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's all speculation. It's theory. Of course but it is, yeah. Some people think that just the presence of so much water, that uh, water actually serves as a conductor of, of sorts. Mm -hmm. For this type of thing, um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the lighthouse ghost stories, they often point to keepers, to lighthouse keepers, you know, still occupying the place after mm -hmm. death. Which yep. to me, you know, is is not that big a stretch. You know, I just feel that, the, you know, a lot of times, and you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Ron. But it seems like there's often high emotion attached to, you know, some hauntings or whatever you want to call it, you know, when spirits are around. Mm -hmm. Lighthouse keepers were so emotionally attached to the places in life. Right. Um, you know, they they devoted their lives in some cases, you know, for 30, 40 or more years to these places. They were completely emotionally attached to them, and they had to keep that light going no matter what. And it's not that hard for me to believe that they would still, their spirit would still be attached to that place after death, or maybe, maybe that they would choose if they're, if that's possible, you know, that the spirit would choose to visit there because they love the place so much. Any comments? No, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's all theory, of course, because we really don't know about the afterlife. But it makes sense if, if we have free will and and you became such attached to a place where. That happens, you know, a lot of people believe that happens in regular houses when, especially when renovations are made to them, that's when paranormal activity occurs because the spirit has never moved on and he thinks he's still living in his new house and he wants to know what the hell is happening to his house where all these, all the, uh, you know, these renovations are being made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. 
you uh, just got back from an amazing uh, trip out west, and and what was the uh, the purpose of the trip to start with? Um, yeah, I just got back about two weeks ago from just about a month on the, traveling the west coast from San Diego to British Columbia, and uh, I photographed over sixty lighthouses for a book I'm working on that'll be out about a year from now. It'll be called the Lighthouse Handbook West Coast. And it's kind of a sequel to the Lighthouse Handbook New England that I did a few years ago. Excellent. And I also did one on New York Lighthouses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll cover lighthouses. The book will cover California, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, Alaska, and Hawaii. Wow. Sadly, uh, sadly, I wasn't. Uh, I'm not being paid enough to go to Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's kind of. But I was I able to go to all the other that. places. <laughs> yeah. If somebody wants to donate a few thousand dollars, I may go to Hawaii and Alaska. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested. But anyway, um, it was amazing, though. I uh, flew into San Diego, <clears throat> excuse me, rented a car and drove all the way to Seattle and then took a ferry to uh, Victoria, British Columbia, and, and was there for about another five days around that area. Um, there's still, you know, I photographed about 60 lighthouses, but um, I only did about 15 in British Columbia. There's almost 50 there. It would have taken a long time and a lot of boat rides to get all those lighthouses. But um, I saw some really amazing places. Um, and, did you uh, uh, did mm-hmm. you notice any feet that washed up on the shore? Any who that washed up on the shore? Feet. 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 Are you saying feet? F e e t? Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Yes. I don't understand. There's, there's, there's a there's a great mystery because these feet have been washing up on on uh, shore. Uh, oh yeah. Different feet, not necessarily in pairs either. Uh, huh. Female males in tennis really? shoes and regular shoes and. This is news to me. Oh, look it up on the the great. Uh, I, well, I don't know how you would look it up, but uh, yeah, it's. I'm it's trying right now to see if I can find anything. Yeah. Well, oh, I want to hear about your West Coast. Never mind my feet. Huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Valor Ventura, who does British Columbia, uh, a lot of uh, the Beyond Bizarre and Bizarre books. Uh, yeah, she, I'm finding she it. it. And her and I have a a little thing, and we've actually found feet in other places as wow. well. Wow! So, isn't that interesting? That's really bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, you got me intrigued. I'm gonna to have to read about this, but no, I didn't yeah. see any feet. The other thing is, the, a lot of I saw millions of sea lions on my my trip. I didn't realize that they're all the way along the west coast, and it seemed like it seemed like I was always either within sight of sea lions or at least hearing them barking. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I couldn't see them, but I'd hear them. They make a racket, you know, and they're barking like crazy. But there's been a problem with those. Uh, a lot of uh, sea lions have been dying and, and washing up, um, along with the feet. <laughs> But um, this, uh, that's not funny. I don't mean to laugh. But um, anyway, the um, the sea lions, I guess, the food because of uh, the water getting water getting warmer, uh, mm-hmm. they think it's, it's possibly causing some of the the food that they eat to to leave the area, and so the sea lions don't have enough food. Hmm. But there's still plenty of them. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. You asked me a question. No, yes, I did. Uh, we were talking about your trip, and uh, mm-hmm. so did you come across any haunted locations out there? I know you mentioned one of it earlier, but uh, were there any others? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still learning about the, the West Coast Lighthouse ghost stories. There's there's quite a few of them. Um, and um, in Oregon, especially, it seems like several lighthouses have, have stories, but California has a bunch, too. 
um, and I visited some of those lighthouses that have these stories. One of the ones I visited was um, <clears throat> Point Sur, S-U-R, Point Sur Lighthouse in California, mm-hmm. on the Central Coast. Spectacular place. And it's on a like a giant volcanic rock. You have to. I, I was uh, taken on a private tour, and I was driven across this private ranch area uh, with cows lying around on the side of the road. Really? And uh, then up the a steep road up to the top of the rock there where the lighthouse is, and it's it's, it's just spectacular. But that was one of the lighthouses. I don't know if you remember a few years ago the um, was it a Coastal Living magazine did a story on the top ten most haunted lighthouses in the country. Owls Head Lighthouse in Maine, they had as number one, but Point Sur was like number four or something on the list. I remember that show, yeah. Yeah. Um, The woman who showed me around there um, didn't have any, she hadn't experienced anything herself, but she said a lot of people she uh, works with there have have experienced things. Um, And... uh, uh, you know, nothing. They don't seem to have a, a a name or anything for the for the ghost there, but just uh, you know, there's definitely somebody in the in the keeper's house there. Something that people keep hearing and experiencing, and they have uh, special Halloween season events. Of course, they do. Um, one of my favorite lighthouses I visited on the tour was uh, in a city called um, San Luis Obispo, and the lighthouse is the uh, Point San Luis Lighthouse. A beautiful Victorian building, just really, really gorgeous building that's all restored <clears throat> and they gave a, the volunteers give a, a great tour they pick you up in a parking lot and they take you up in a, a special lighthouse trolley up the long uh road that otherwise you can't drive on they oh, take wow. you up uh hill to the lighthouse and uh, so it just feels really special you know have the chance to, to tour it but um they have uh, a lot of halloween events as well and they they uh, supposedly have a resident female ghost who is referred to as polio poly Polio Polly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Peter. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, stories about people experiencing this this female ghost in the in the house there and outside around the, the house. So um, and I think you, if people search that, uh, find the website for the uh, Point San Luis Lighthouse, you'll find uh, pictures of uh, uh, zombies walking around the lighthouse during their Halloween event. <laughs> they really play it up. Um, one of the lighthouses where you can stay overnight out on the West Coast is in uh, Oregon. It's the Hasita Head Lighthouse. And they are – what's that? What was the name of it? Uh, Hasita, H-E-C-E-T-A, Hasita Head. And they are known for ghost stories. Um, uh, There's supposed to be a young woman ghost who haunts the Cooper's house there. Her name is said to be Rue, R-U-E. And – yeah, she's uh, she's quite famous, and that's that's regarded. She got as one red of them. hair or something. Is that why they call her Rue? Uh, I think that was uh, during an investigation, and I think it may have come through a, a Ouija board. Oh, there <laughs> so, you go. This this so, evidence for you. Yeah, well, you can make up your own mind. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I thought you were a big believer in Ouija boards, right? Oh, I am. I am. Right. We're actually designing one. So there you go. Huh. Yeah, uh, working anyway, with someone okay. right now on a new. Ouija board, which you'll hear more about in the future. Supposedly at uh, Hasita Head one time, there was a, a worker doing some work in the attic, and they say that he saw the uh, the reflection in, in uh, I guess, in a window, like in the glass of a, a woman, like she was inside the, right there in the attic with him, and there was nobody there, mm-hmm. uh, a woman with, with gray hair. And uh, supposedly he turned around and initially saw this, this figure of a woman, like, floating in the air. And uh, he ran out, and then later he was doing some work on the outside of the house, and he accidentally broke an attic window, 
yeah. and they say he refused to, to clean it up. He didn't want to go back in the house again. But supposedly, like, by the next day, the uh, the glass was all swept up by itself. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to do it. So, anyway, there's That's... plenty of stories about, about Rue out there. Um, and uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite ghost stories of the lighthouses out there is another one in Oregon. It's called uh, Yaquina Head Light. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lighthouse that was only used for like three years as a lighthouse, but it's a museum now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, uh, after the, during a long period when the lighthouse was abandoned, people started to say it was haunted. And a woman wrote a short story about it. <clears throat> and she said that a group of young people was visiting the lighthouse and that this young woman went back in to get a scarf that she had left inside the house. And then the uh, people she was with heard screams and tried to get back in the house, and the door was locked. But when they finally got in, she was never found. Only a pool of blood was found. Get out. Really? <laughs> so they say. That's all in this story. But, of course, some people say that the uh, there was a true event and that the story was based on the true event. But uh, they say that, you know, this young woman ghost has experienced there ever since. That, that was one mm-hmm. of the things I was going to ask you. Are they always, you know uh... – uh, you know, nice ghosts. I mean, are there some evil stories? And here we have one kind of, uh, you know, a, a bad story anyways. I guess a murder, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, hmm. um, I'm trying to think if I know of any stories of lighthouse ghosts that have hurt people. Uh, nothing, nothing really springs to mind. I mean, you know, obviously people supposedly have been very frightened <laughs> by... <laughs> They've always been kind of nice, is what I understand. I mean, of course, you have the one that was it Iowa, Iowa said that polishes the brass and cleans the windows. Right, does the work. The yeah, and there's another one yeah. I believe in North Carolina where the the, uh, uh, the wife of the uh, keeper uh, was trying to do stuff, and she the light or something was broken, and and she couldn't do it, and all of a sudden she saw the ghosts of the assistant keeper and. She fainted, and when she woke up, it was all fixed and everything else. Uh huh. So there are. I just thought of a. There's another um, story. Uh, Wood Island, which you're very familiar with. Yeah. Wood Island in Maine. Uh, the the some people think that the the, the Wood Island is haunted by uh, the ghost of a young man who actually committed a murder on the island, who killed um, the murder suicide. He killed a, a sheriff uh, who was his. Uh, the owner of the property that this young man lived in, mm-hmm. and then killed himself. And I try to think of the names. I can't think of them offhand, though. Yeah, Hobbs was the. Yeah, uh, Hobbs was one of them. Definitely, there was the. I can't remember the other one. Hobbs was the young guy. Um, Milliken, I think, was the older one. He, and, yeah, Milliken. Yep, yeah, Milliken. Hobbs. Yep, that's it. Yeah, Hobbs. Uh, you know, may have committed a murder, but I, I haven't heard about him. You know, doing anything evil or anything to anybody there, but certainly you, you, you and Maureen experienced some very kind of um, scary stuff uh, investigating that place. Yeah, it was interesting. The, the story was it, I guess, that uh, uh, which one was the the young guy Hobbs? Hobbs, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, drunk and everything, and then uh, the other one came to collect uh, his the rent or one of the rest or something. I forget what offhand. And he shot him, uh, and um, then he went to the lighthouse keeper, and yep. the light, lighthouse keeper told him, "I forget, you have to turn yourself to give himself up." Yeah, yeah, and then he went home and killed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the story, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a lot of interesting stories. Uh, 
Stephen Scott earlier asked a question. I wanted to get it in before. Uh, where is that stupid question? I am uh, looking uh, on the chat room. Oh. Um, you got it? He's asking if uh, uh, does the nature of hauntings change across the world that is protective hauntings in one place or malevolent hauntings in another? Oh, I think that's more a question for you, Ron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, the, the like we were just talking about, the lighthouse hauntings, to me, for the most part, seem pretty um, friendly in a way mm-hmm. and, and yeah. often seem to relate to, to keepers uh, who lived at the, the stations, and they just seem to be kind of looking after the place. But what, what do you think uh, as a re- response to this question? Well, I can agree with you on that. I think that's that's what I find for the most time. Uh, you know, I mean, the, and you know, it's 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 interesting because I mean, when you talk about lighthouses, we don't we're not always talking about a, a tower. Most people think of lighthouses; they think of that iconic tower. Uh, but lighthouses vary. Uh, from a lot of them are basically houses with lights on the top of them, right? Uh, or like the ledge Rose Island, the, the, yeah. the tower next to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, we'd have to see: are there more hauntings in the, the tower themselves, or are there more mm-hmm. hauntings in like the keeper's house, or right. or yeah? You know, it, it seems to be nice. a lot of both. <laughs> it would, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't seem like it has a patent. It seems like it's more. You know, of both, really. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I know we're running out of time, and I do want to mention a couple of uh, events that you and I have coming up, uh, which is I always enjoy working with you on these. <laughs> and I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I do. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, so um, for, uh, uh, what, what do we got? Well, uh, first of all, I, let me just say right away, people can go to PortsmouthHarborLighthouse.org. PortsmouthHarborLighthouse.org to see uh, some of these events we're, we're talking about. Um, let's see, we have uh, three nights of haunted tours at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse that are scheduled so far. We may be mm-hmm. doing more later in the season, but right now we have June 27th, July 18th, and August 29th scheduled for haunted lighthouse and fort tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year we're gonna we're they're gonna be bigger and better than ever. <laughs> A little bit longer than we've done before. They're going to be two-hour tours. Are um, they really? Uh, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which, instead of instead of three hour and a half tours in a night, we're going to do two two-hour tours. So that'll be pretty uh, cool. That way, we won't be exhausted by the third tour. <laughs> Right. And but, for those um, who don't know, we, these aren't just like, you know, you walk around and say, oh, there's a story here, that this, like right. that, or there's a story here. I mean, we do kind of like a mini investigation at the same time, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, stuff happens, you know. People have personal experiences. People have gotten interesting photographs and and so forth. Um, it's always it's always a fun and interesting night. And it's just so cool being, uh, it, it, first of all, the Lighthouse and Fort Constitution next to the Lighthouse are on a Coast Guard station. Mm-hmm. Coast Guard Station, Portsmouth Harbor, and it's just so cool being there at night. I mean, not many people get that opportunity, and the Coast Guard's nice enough to let us do this as a fundraiser for Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses. Right. All the money and, goes directly towards the uh, the lighthouses for the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. So yeah, that's kind of cool. And we've had we've had tours with full moons. We've had tours where there were rain showers, but that, even that can be kind of fun. You have to you know get people undercover and stuff, but um, you know a little bit of thunder helps a ghost tour too. There you go. But uh, yeah, but it's always it's always really cool, and um, 
and to be in that in that fort, you know, in darkness at night and, and in the lighthouse at night is, is just uh, it's just it's always a thrill to me. Um, so we have the three nights of haunted tours, and that's on, again all, all all on the website. You can buy okay. uh, there's spaces. You make you know do your reservation right through the website. It's uh, twenty five dollars a person for yeah, two and hours. There's a limited number of people too. Yeah, up to twenty people per tour. Yeah, so we don't uh, pack them in. Yeah. And we have um, a uh, pirate ghost cruise, oh, or maybe it's again. a ghost pirate cruise, yeah. <laughs> on July 31st. And that has just been added in the last few days to our schedule. And uh, it's going to be on a, a boat, a whale watch boat from Rye Harbor, Rye, New Hampshire, right near Portsmouth, uh, down uh, Route 1A, very beautiful scenic area. Uh, and uh, the boat will go out to the Isles of Shoals, a fascinating group of islands that have tremendous history and a lot of ghost stories and legends and pirate stories and so yep. forth. And we'll talk about some of those stories. And also we'll, we'll go past three lighthouses, uh, Portsmouth Harbor Light, Whaleback Light, White Island Light, tell some of the stories related to those. And uh, yeah. and I'll be dressed up as a pirate, too, so that's, that's worth yeah. the ticket alone. Well, I'll think about it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to promise. <laughs> I've already been, I've already been uh, told and, and promised not to play uh, Gilligan's Island song as we leave. Okay, that's all I. That's all I care about. Don't. <laughs> so no Gilligan's Island theme for being in the cruise. It's not going to be a three-hour cruise anyway, so you can't. Yeah, there you it. go. So it doesn't fit yeah. anyway. But it should um, be a blast. But, Let's see what uh, else do we have. We're going to have. It's not on our website yet. It's not on PortsmouthHarborLighthouse.org yet, but mm -hmm. uh, probably will be very soon. That we're going to have a big family weekend event, July fourth and fifth, Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. We're going to have pirates at the lighthouse. Both, night, we're going to have both the New days. Possibly both days. Oh, uh, New England wow. Brethren of Pirates. They were there last year as well, and it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. They had a mermaid with them last year, and I'm hoping the mermaid makes it this year too. And uh, it's going to be a wildlife talk and uh, various other things going on that weekend. So that's that's exciting. Let's see what else. What else do we have? And in the fall, when Steve Parsons comes over from the UK, mm -hmm. we will be doing, I think, an investigation at the lighthouse as well. Uh -huh. uh, and and I want to say something uh, which which is interesting. I mean, I've investigated a ton of places. You know that, Jeremy. And the lighthouse is now moving up on where I've had my best experiences. Uh, you know, on one of these haunted tours, I actually saw a full body apparition. Right. Uh, on another one, I was handed a flashlight. Oh, that was, was so weird. In my car, and by no one <laughs> got that a was flashlight by so no bizarre. one. bizarre. I witnessed some of that. That that was really, really, really bizarre, and and it's really becoming a interesting. Uh, place uh not yeah. i mean more and more interesting as it goes along like i said it, i've had some of my best experiences uh paranormal experiences there at, i have uh, too <laughs> yeah i've heard a so, voice in the lighthouse i can't explain i've had a very strong experience in the fort where um it seemed like something kind of went through me it was very strong mm -hmm. um you know, uh, and I so during, if you remember during one of our tours, I thought I saw somebody walking by the fence, and uh, there was nobody there. And I sure, uh, sure thought I saw somebody up there. So, I know it's so interesting, but anyways, yeah. uh, I know we're just about out of time because uh, I heard the dear bell, the dua bell, which means pizza from the dead is here. So, um, but I want to. If people are interested in the tours, you give out your website one more time, please. Uh, my website uh, for the tours, for the minivan tours to lighthouses, is NewEnglandLighthouseTours.com. Okay. 
And, uh, of course, you can go to our website for all these things we were talking about, which is, uh, well, you give it out. For the Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse events, uh, PortsmouthHarborLighthouse.org. Or yep. people and just remember, if they just Google Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, you'll find it really. There you go. And, of course, check out New England Ghost Project's web, website, which is neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was a fun night. I enjoy, always enjoy talking with you. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. So time to wrap it up. Good night and God bless everyone. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.